Hey everyone, Chad here and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast where it's my mission to light the human spirit on fire. Today's going to be fun. I'm going to tell a little story and then circle back with some meaningful takeaways. Hopefully they're meaningful. But to set it up, I was recently visiting my dad. We were talking about the show Yellowstone. I think it's a show that my dad would really like. And he just talked about Kevin Costner a little bit and how he, he likes Kevin Costner. He thinks he's a great actor. And it reminded me of a podcast that I listened to on the Tim Ferriss show years back, probably back in like 2015, 2016. And there was something from that show that stuck with me. It was a story that Kevin Costner told. And I told it to my dad and I thought it would be fun to tell it to you. So uh, Kevin uh, in in the show, he's talking about this guy, Michael, that uh, that was kind of with him before before Kevin Costner became a, a famous actor, had any any real movies under his name. He, he was a part of this group where they were all they were all in the in the film industry and they were all trying to make it so to speak and there was this one guy Michael that was a writer and you know he they, they had they had become friends and then Kevin kind of got his shot in Hollywood and started meeting people and and so when when that happened he tried bringing his friends on uh, along with him right he wanted to start giving his friends opportunities and he started putting his friends in front of people to see if they could they could get a break and and he talks about how he put this this Michael guy in front of like eight or nine people and you know these are eight or nine opportunities that no one ever gave Kevin so he felt like he was doing this guy a, a big favor and in and in every single uh, situation that the people would come back with something very bad to say about Michael this guy Michael uh, it was like no matter what, it was a bad experience. (laughs) And it, you know, it was like comments around, you don't know, you don't know anything about writing. You don't see the art and you know, that kind of stuff. And, and so Kevin, uh, started getting a little frustrated because, you know, he's, he's trying to make these, these opportunities for Michael. And it's like, Michael's just burning bridges and, and, you know, Kevin's name's kind of attached to that. So it, it got really frustrating to Kevin. And he even states in the podcast that, you know, some of the people that this Michael was, was meeting with were actually now as good, as good to friend of friends to Kevin as this, this Michael was right. So he was really starting to insult people that Kevin really cared about. And, and it got to the point where they actually got into a, 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 like a physical altercation. Kevin, uh, he doesn't go into it too much in the podcast, but he basically says that, you know, this guy really crossed the line with, uh, with him and and they got into a physical altercation he actually had the guy up against the wall by his neck and you know there was a little bit of a fallout he thought the guy was probably never going to talk to him again and I, I don't even know if he really cared if he did at that point but uh you know a couple weeks go by and and the guy actually comes back to Kevin and says like he needs a place to live you know he's a struggling <laughs> a struggling writer he's trying to make it so Kevin actually has a has him move in with him and, and the guy, you know, starts writing something and he keeps telling Kevin, you know, I got this thing that I'm, I'm writing. I'd really like you to read it. And Kevin said, nah, I'm, not, I'm not interested in reading it. And it was because he was still so frustrated with him. The guy was just really driving him crazy. It got to the point where, you know, uh, one or two months goes by and the guy's like in his underwear in front of the kids, reading them stories that they don't even understand. They're only five years old. And, you know, the wife's kind of getting fed up with this guy. So, you know, he eventually tells the guy like, look, you, you gotta, you gotta, you got to get on your your way here and get your feet under you. And, you know, I'm trying to help you out, but at the same time, you know, you got to, you got to kind of get, get going on your own. And so 
this Michael, he moves in with another guy for a while, a couple weeks, and then he makes his way down to Arizona, I think, and he starts, like, he's, like, working as a, a cook at night or, you know, in the kitchen of this restaurant at night and, like, hunting raccoons during the day or something like that. And and so, you know, the he keeps calling Kevin up and saying, like, hey, listen, did you, um, did you read that, that manuscript yet? And Kevin's like, no, you know, I'm, pr- I'm probably not going to, I'm not going to read it, you know, um, and, and anyway, so time goes by, you know, five or six months, and Kevin finally pulls out this manuscript, sits down, he reads the, the entire thing in one night, and uh, he calls the guy the next day, and he tells him, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud of you that, you, you, you know, you, 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 you got to the point where you, you actually, like, like he, he, he became the person that he was supposed to be, and he started telling the stories that he was supposed to write. And um, it, it turns out that that manuscript was Dances with Wolves. So if you know anything about film hi- history, um, that was a popular movie. Michael Blake was the writer of that. Uh, he, he ended up writing the adaptive screenplay, which won an Oscar. And so, um, you know, the, the takeaway that I had from this, there's actually, I, I kind of have two takeaways that I think are, are, are sort of meaningful to, to come out of this. The first one is that, you know, when I, when I think about, screenplay writers and Hollywood and these like directors and these people that, that make these movies, I, 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 I sometimes put them on pedestals and think of them as like these, just these powerhouse people, right? I never think of them as someone that's, that, that was like struggling and suffering and, and fighting with all these, the whole industry and sleeping on people's couches and doing anything they can to make ends meet that actually ends up writing something like Dances with Wolves, a movie that is that meaningful and has that much, uh, I, I don't even know what it, the way to say it, like history behind it and culture behind it. And, and I, I just think like to, 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 to see some, the person that wrote that, like it's not, it's not the way that I would think of them. And so I guess, you know, the big thing for me is that you can be anyone. <laughs> you can be anyone anywhere. And if you if you have that in you, if you have that right story that you you know like you can you can be a person that that creates something as magical as that. Right? And I I just think that that's so awesome to even even like think about that that someone that was sitting or <laughs> sleeping on a couch, you know, and couldn't get anything anyone to look at any of his stuff or, or think any of his stuff was good ends up writing Dances with Wolves. And, you know, it's funny. I have a friend, um, that I I went to school with his brothers. He's a little bit younger than me. And, and out of nowhere, you know, this guy, he's, he's in the film industry and he, he's, uh, he's doing a lot of stuff. And then out of nowhere, he shoots this, this film in Pittsburgh couple years back and 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 then it's on Amazon Prime and then I see it's on the Pittsburgh News and they're talking about how a local kid wrote this screenplay and then he found this director and then he brought it back to his hometown and he shot this movie and it was just so cool to like to think about like you know someone someone just an everyday person that has this passion that's driving them and this uh, this story that they want to tell, and they they manifest it, and they get all the right people, and they build it and into something that actually turns out to be, you know, this this story that they've always wanted to tell. It's it's pretty awesome. The other the other big takeaway for me is that this guy failed like <laughs> like he he was fighting with people 
right? Everyone, everyone was saying like, this isn't good. And like, you're, you're not good enough. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe like, maybe they didn't get his, his writing or maybe they didn't get his heart or maybe he was like not really good and he couldn't find his voice and he couldn't figure out the way to do it. But the point is that, that he was rejected for quite some time to the point where like Kevin, his good friend didn't even want to read what this guy wrote. And so I, I think it just, it helps illuminate the fact that like you don't jump to the top of the mountain overnight. You really go through these trenches and, and this struggling and suffering. And think about like, especially when that's all you want to be, when you want to be something so bad and everyone's telling you like, this is not good. <laughs> you know, like you're not good at this. This we're, we're not going to make this and we don't like this. And even, even the screenplay or uh, the, when, when they did the adaptive screenplay, Dance with Wolves, Kevin Costner talks about how he, you know, he kind of went after a couple of the big directors to direct that movie. And they all, they all had kind of like this feedback on, you know, we shouldn't do this scene or, uh, you know, I'm not really for that. And it got to the point where Kevin's like, I'm, I'm just going to direct the movie myself because it, it needed to be told a certain way. And so I thought, uh, I would just come on here and share that. I know a lot of people out there are Yellowstone fans. Kevin Costner's phenomenal in that. I'm only on season one, episode three. Uh, it, it takes me a while to get through them because I start watching like 20 minutes and I fall asleep because that's usually all I have to, to watch uh, at the end of the day. But um, I'm getting through them. I'm really enjoying them. And I too love Kevin Costner. I think that podcast, you know, going, uh, so I went back and re-referenced that. I, I hope no one out there is thinking like, I remember all of this from 2015, but I went back and I'm actually in the middle of the podcast now. I'm really enjoying it. And just the first part of the podcast was so awesome to listen to because you hear about Kevin Costner's work ethic and what it was like for him growing up with his dad. And this guy, like, he's still like that. He, he works out at, uh, on his ranch or wherever he's at. He does the same work as the workers that he's hiring. You know, they're, they're all kind of like wondering, uh, isn't this guy in movies? Like, why is he out here working with us? And that's just the way he is. Like he, he's a guy that works really, really hard and, and, and he believes in that. And that's, that's the path for, for him. And as he knows it. So anyway, I thought this would be fun. Come on, share an episode like this and hope you guys like it. Boom. I'm out.